0: hello friends it's candace k it's my last 10 days in bk and we are where we launched and birthed and started the wabi sabi podcast welcome to williamsburg brooklyn and welcome to the wabi sabi pod i'm your host candace k and yes my life is so perfectly imperfectly fucked up (laughs) like everything else in this world. I'm the one who chose to be an entrepreneur out of my group of friends and not be normal like everyone else or quote unquote normal. I'm the one who enjoys dating lots of men and doing fun and bad things all the time. And I'm the one who wrote six books by the time I turned 33 in New York City. And I'm the one who has parents who are of Japanese and Polish descent, both immigrants. And I have an older sister who lives in London who doesn't like to talk to me. Welcome to the Wabi Savvy Pod. (laughs) Okay, so I feel a lot better today than I did last time. Sorry, when I recorded with you last time, I sounded really sad and depressed at the beginning of episode 17. We are moving on to 18, which is also a fabulous age in life. Um, And today I'm really going to talk about what is on my mind. And mostly, I kept thinking about Serena and Naomi and the US Open 2018. This was a hefty moment and I think it's important to talk a little bit about Girl Code today and how women need to have other women's back and our best interest at heart because along with all of these different Me Too movements that are in motion right now, the bottom line is is that th- we don't act on helping and supporting one another in real life, in everyday scenarios and situations. We will never be able to progress from this man's world. And I will repeat that again. If we do not change how we are every day in our everyday actions and our way of life, and not just talk about it, but actually make change through action, then we will never be able to progress in this man's world. And as a woman who's lived in New York City for about the last decade and worked here for my entire professional career, I know more than anyone what it's like to be the only girl and sometimes the youngest girl almost always in a boys club. Now, when I'm planning all these different things, like I'm planning my going away party right now, I'm planning my move, I'm writing my exit emails to people, this is a really big time of a thing called reflection. Now, a lot of us don't have a lot of moments in our lives where we can say, it's time for change. I'm going to pull the trigger. And I was also asked recently, how do you know when to move on and transition to the next thing? Like, how do you know when to pull the trigger? And the answer to that, quite frankly, is you really won't know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to stop thinking so much and just start going with what your heart guides you to do. Now a little secret about me. I have kept my California state ID this entire time. I have paid taxes in both states. I have saved every motherfucking bikini and surfboard that I own. (laughs) All the wetsuits and booties and even surf wax, which I could probably throw away now. (laughs) Um, I think there is part of me inside that gave up so much of that Golden State girl to New York as a sacrifice to you to write better work, to share better stories. I mean, how boring would the world be if every book was written by, you know, a typical man who lived in New York City and had the same baseline story of like, yeah, I went to Harvard and Yale and you No know, Ivy League school and now I write books in New York City. You know, not everybody gives a fuck about that. So my life was completely different. I went to a long I went to Long Beach State State School. I was a party girl. I paid my way through culinary school by modeling. I worked on the line. I got shit talked to my entire life. Um, I worked in publishing and media and TV. I was on the masthead at several mags. And then I got my ass fucking whooped here in New York City, among other things. (laughs) But um, I'll let your imagination run wild. I had a blast. Uh, Nothing ever. I would not take back one thing. Not one. Not the assholes. Not the jerks. Nothing. Nothing. I learned from every person who fucked me over, and I learned from every person who was honorably grand and loyal and faithful to me as well. You learn from every person that comes into your life for a reason or a season. I also have been reading your reviews on iTunes, and I thank you for taking your time to pay me in love letters. Um, my character is full and my cup is full and no, my life is not perfect (laughs) by going through boxes of beauty products and clothes and workout outfits and shoes and like mesh yoga pants galore by going through who I was going to invite to my final party and soiree and who I wanted to let know. The news that I was making a transition first to my friends in Cali, who some reach out and, and also my therapist, Anna usum has also told me that sometimes it's really good to distance yourself from people that you may have grown apart from. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. May I repeat that? My therapist and I had a two-hour in-depth session. I call it like a deep cleansing because not only do we need to do that for our pores and our butts and our thighs and <laughs> when you go for a massage or a facial, you need to do that for your soul and your spirit and your heart and your mind and your emotions. Mentally, it is so great to sit down with a therapist for two hours and get it all out there. I don't really hold back when it comes to my therapy sessions, because I feel that when I trade my truth for wisdom, I will get most of what I need, at least hear it. And then my job after I see my therapist is to actually do the work and live it out. So I thank you, Anna, for taking time to sit with me. We have another session coming up and I told her that I had a lot of demons that I wanted to leave in the city when I go back to being a West Coast golden girl. Um, I'm excited and I'm also scared. So that leads me to making the decision of when to change and make change. And I recently read something I want you to think about if you are wondering when you should pull the trigger in life. Your life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change. Jim Rohn. Your life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change. Now, what Jim is trying to communicate to us in the Deepak Shopper Center actually sent me that note is that you can't rely on fate all the time to make the decisions for you. I have prayed to Jesus on my knees for certain things in my life, and I did not get them. And I have to thank God sometimes for the things I didn't get, because as the Dalai Lama once said, it is such a blessing to not receive certain things at certain times in your life. For example, I prayed so hard for my ex and I to get back together when we were um, in our, in the time of, of trauma and our in a devastating time of my life when he broke my heart. And sometimes the greatest blessing of all is in what you don't get and I feel very lucky that I um, not only got my heart ripped out of my chest here numerous times in New York. I feel very lucky that I had the grace, the courage, the knowledge, the wisdom, and the time to heal from those moments in my life, you know we 're talking about eight years since I showed up here with a suitcase. God damn it was not supposed to get upset today. <laughs> Sorry, you guys it's like a faucet over here. I'm, I'm so apologizing only because it is so hard to get through these pots these days. I love this city more than any other city in the entire world. And I've definitely been blessed and saved all my money to travel the world. But there is no other place that even comes close to this city. It is the jewel of the world to me. <laughs> It's also been the love of my life because I've been in relationship with New York for the last decade of my career. And sometimes it is a stroke of luck and genius and a twist of fate to not get what you want. Now, obviously, guys, this was not an easy choice for me. If you asked me if I really wanted to leave, my answer is no. I don't want to fucking leave. Are you crazy? But sometimes, we guess we got to take it from Jim. My life will not grow and develop if I sit here and wait for a chance. But rather, if I make a change out of my conformity from my beautiful apartment here that I love. (sighs) If I downsize and save to grow my business to another level because I'm a single girl with no means of outside income other than what I earn on my own with my own hand, heart and head every single day. I work hard to pay my own bills off on my own. And if you're like me, then we can empathize and connect with compassion with one another on how difficult this is sometimes. I don't really want anybody or need anybody telling me what to do. I have advisors that I work with. I have mentors and I have my parents and my sister and my friends. And I certainly love and talk to them each about advice (laughs) in what to do next. And almost every person, in fact, every person said this is the right decision. Because key points would say, there's nothing else you can do here. You've done everything you've tried to come out to accomplish and then some. And if you really want to continue this podcast, the best thing I would say to myself is take it on the road because I can take you with me to Tokyo, LA, San Francisco, um, Brazil, Portugal, Poland, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, everywhere I plan to go for the book launch is where you will go with me. And I do want you to know that sometimes you can't pull the trigger until you have done the work. And I commend myself if I was looking from the outside in and I urge you to do this same exercise. I was able to do a lot of reflection the last few weeks. And I think that this podcast, somehow God forced my hand to start it because I think God wanted me to stop holding in all of this information and withholding my feelings from you because I don't complain about my life and I don't want to complain about my life. I want to be a better service to everyone. But apparently me sharing my real life situations with you has been the most cathartic, healing, compassionate, and empathetic exercise that you and I could ever do together. And if you're nodding your head right now, and if you're listening on your drive and your commute, and you have written to me, and so many of you do on my comments on Insta or in your reviews, and I I highly urge each of you to pick up my book, Kintsugi Wellness. They go hand in hand with this podcast. Um, One thing I want you to do in an exercise, though, is to write yourself a little note or just take time to speak to yourself, whether it's in the mirror or on your own podcast or it's writing a letter to yourself, writing a note, writing an email, draft it to you put it on your notes on your iPhone. I don't give a shit if you're on a bus going somewhere. The One of the last times I wrote myself this letter of reflection, I was on a, a bus going back from my grandmother's house after we buried her to the airport. And I wrote myself a letter that had noted how incredibly proud I was of myself for getting over and through and beyond and up and just jumping and leaping over the problems. You are either your the victim of your life, or you are the heroine. You fucking choose. I have to choose to be the heroine. I don't have anything else to rely or fall back on. Nothing. And don't think for a second that my life is perfect. It is so far from it. Hence the name of the podcast. I chose, and actually, I don't even think I chose it. I think the universe, God, Buddha, all of that. I think you all did. So thank you very much. (laughs) And want you to write this letter or note or talk to yourself about how proud you are of the reflection and and go back into time and say to yourself, you know, you did the work here, you got through that time, that job, that boss, that ex, that bad friend, that shitty person that did all that stuff to you. There are so many things that we have learned and grown and developed from. And I want you to remember how important the girl code is when you're doing a lot of your reflection. Because when you pull the trigger, you can't always make a decision on your own. Sometimes it takes your whole posse and it takes a tribe, an army. It takes many people to surround you and to say, <clears throat> Candace, like, you can live anywhere at this point and write your books and develop your work and shoot your content and, you know, write your, till your heart's content on the other side of the world. In fact, I'll be of better service to you when I go out and see the world. And these are not things that I've been telling myself for the last few weeks. There has been massive contemplation within my own head on whether this is the right decision or not. And at the end of the day, I have made my decision, I have the moving date set, I have the going away party set, and I have a really, really, really incredible group of friends to say goodbye to. Episode 18, reflection, when to pull the trigger, and consciously learning to survive through the girl code. Now, if you are a good friend to others, the one thing you can do is listen. (sighs) Many of my friends have been listening to me say these exact words. Hey, Dana, I am so scared right now. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Is this the right choice? Like, I actually can't believe that I made this decision. And she will write back, Candace, you have been wanting to come back to California forever. And this change is so good for you because mentally and physically and emotionally, this is actually what you need. And almost every single friend in Cali will say that verbatim. Like, this is the place for you there is a welcome opening for you and there has been for years and although i may have lost some friends in moving here and loved ones and i'm not the same person i am who came here with a suitcase 8 years ago um i i'm leaving <laughs> i'm leaving with a truckload of production gear and equipment and cooking and development and food products and, and beauty products and things of that nature. It is amazing how much you can do when you put your heart into what you believe in. Now, I want you all to know to write yourself that letter, to talk to yourself, just just acknowledge something that you've done and say how proud you are and take time to reflect Can you look back at where you might have been eight years ago? Can you remember your September 2010? Like, where were you? What did life feel like to you? Who were you? And where did you want to go? The (laughs) very... So for for me, it's obvious. Like I wanted to come here. I wanted to be a food writer. I wanted to be the it girl in my space. And I feel like people have been coming to me, and I haven't even announced to my friends yet about my leaving. Um, well, now you guys fucking know if you re- listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, it's been quite unique and. The more I actually put into the universe the, the fact that I've made a decision to move, the more that LA has come into the picture. Um, the a product line I'm developing is in LA. There's a partnership I have with the new brand that's in LA. There's possible podcast endeavors that are in LA and, and lots of shooting to do all over the world. And it's so easy to fly out of LAX. It just all kind of makes sense when you do the reflection on what you have accomplished in this incredible city. And I I say this a million times to you guys, I really don't want to leave. I miss like those hot date nights where I got to run around the city in heels and a skirt and have my hair and makeup perfectly done and, and go out with just like whoever I wanted to go out with. I miss the times where I would go and do desk sides with the best editors in the world and I miss the times where I got to interview every chef in their kitchen with the men's health crew and we'd videotape them and I miss the times where I would walk on set with the Today Show and Dr. Oz and E! News and and we would shoot incredible content here before that was even the thing and I miss sitting with my publisher, putting together all the artwork, the paperway, the fonts, the typography, the layouts for all of my books. And I'll always miss setting up shop with my crew, getting ready for a shoot, going to buy the flowers, going on the subway carrying like 20 cherry blossoms, like in my arms across the subway. Getting heckled while I walk down the street in a tight skirt. (laughs) But I have to say, I've done it, I've lived it, I've breathed it. And sometimes I have to pinch myself and say, you know, you're not 28 anymore, you've done a lot, and it's time to move on to a new chapter. So, the way that you'll know how to do this with your own life is to do that letter of reflection. Write to yourself. I don't care if you need to record it, write it, handwrite it, tell it to a friend, tell it to your therapist. Think about what you've done over the last eight years with me. Reminisce, roll around in it, relive it in your head, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Sometimes you have to remember why you started and what brought you here, and know that I know now. There's so many people that I'm supposed to help all over the world. Otherwise, my book wouldn't have gotten picked up all over the world. And that is one of the greatest signs to me that my career is now supposed to go national and global. And this would be the safe harbor now. This is that safe harbor that my sister once wrote to me about when I was in L.A. eight years ago. (laughs) You know, I I lived in LA and then I had that breakup and then I lived with my parents before I moved here and that was fun. Um, that's never happening again. <laughs> but my sister did write to me that Mark Twain quote that changed my life. And how crazy is it that New York has become my new safe harbor? No pun intended while the ferry is like motoring away. <sighs> even last night you guys I had like a moment of anxiety and I was like no wait no you are not leaving me and I freaked out and I just I had to get myself back up and talk to a couple friends and and they were like shouldn't this be a cakewalk for you like come on you went out there with a suitcase when you were like 28 and I just say to myself now like you're right like something inside of me has this like fear of change. Do you have that too? Because sometimes I feel like we're all scared to pull the trigger. And I urge you to do that reflection on yourself and in your heart. Now I want to move on to a different topic right now about Serena Naomi, because I had a really, really hard time watching what happened and i think i get really um emotionally tied to athletes and also to those who are new in this uh playing field no pun intended but i mean watching an like the ultimate athlete face off with a newbie um i know what it's like to be in both of those positions let's not forget that i came from top chef season 1 And then many years later, I judged on Iron Chef America, and I know both sides of the table very fucking well. I was a line cook, and then I also became, you know, I was all of a sudden one day judging Morimoto and Flay and Michael Simon and Mark Forgione, and became very close friends with Kenora and Forge. And I also thought this was so weird how the tables turn after a while. But again, it's. It's about doing the reflection. Like I earned that spot at the other side of the table. But when you see Serena and Naomi going head to head, and then all this controversy and chaos goes down in the middle. Unfortunately, the timing was so bad. It took away from this young girl's moment, which should have been the greatest moment of her whole life. And although she is young, she was very graceful about her win and watching her pull her visor down over her eyes to cry and say on the Today Show during her interview that she felt like she needed to apologize to everyone because everybody was upset during her win. That is going to be with her for the rest of her life. You know, I want us to think about that moment in reflection for Naomi and Serena and looking at the whole picture. Like we don't need to take sides, we don't need to judge. Nobody needs to say who was right and who was wrong. All we need to do is look at this one scenario and girl code would say both of those women as graceful as the, as they could, as gracefully as they could tried to support the other person, whether they agreed with them or not, it wasn't even clear. But what we saw was a moment in history really changed. And we also saw a a young girl who didn't get the glory and the glorious moment that she so very well deserved. And we saw Serena who stood up for herself and what she believed in and, and had the bravery to do so in front of the world. And as unfortunate as it all really was, I think it will end up panning itself out for the best. Now, if you think about living the girl code with each other, this means, you know, you, you guys give, men all the glory or maybe I even do too sometimes. Like I, I love watching the NBA players and I don't know why. Maybe it's because they're really hot. Um every time my dad has a soccer game on, I'll like sit with him and be like, dude, dad, all of these men are so fucking hot. And he'll look at me and be like, uh yep, they're all athletes. <laughs> I know you guys know I love my athletes. I don't know it's something about the athletic mentality that I just love. But as somebody who works very hard with the anthem, the Japanese anthem of "Ganbate," um, sometimes I think like watching this scenario pan out was really good because I think more women are empathetic towards both Serena and Naomi, and I think a lot of us just think the whole thing was just sad. And now hopefully we can celebrate in many ways. We can evolve by changing the rules a little bit. We can speak up a little more. We can thank Serena for being brave and saying you, you penalize women more than you do men. And that's not fair. Or we can watch CBS and hold them accountable for paying off some some executive for doing bad things. Like at what point do we reward people with money when they do bad things? Like that's like on another planet. And in my opinion, I'm nobody special, but I would like to think that if a woman did anything of that sort, she would never be paid off to leave a company. That's just like super inappropriate and like from another world. But Anyways, I don't want to get all crazed. I just want you to know that sometimes when we take these little moments of reflection, we can talk how we feel about certain things through with our friends. Like, oh, how did you feel about the Naomi and Serena situation? And then maybe just have like a really progressive discussion. Because the best thing and the better thing to do in this time of Me Too amongst other women, is to stand proud and tall and know that everything is perfectly imperfect and wabi-sabi to the entire tennis situation between Serena and Naomi, wabi-sabi. And let's make the best of it at this point. Because there is no point in taking sides or saying, I'm right, I'm this, I'm that. And that goes for the new Nike campaign. Who is anybody to judge It's a marketing campaign, guys. They're smart as fuck. And they're going to cash out based on what they're working on. Maybe it's time for you to take a fresh perspective on life through fresh eyes by making a transition and pulling the trigger right now. I'm not saying that you need to move from where you are. You can stay right where you are and still make different transitions and pull the trigger and make a move. I'm just saying that if you stay in your little bubble for the rest of your life, that's all you're going to get is your safety net. And you know what? I cast mine far and wide and way further than I would ever normally cast it. I take my reel and I will throw it all the way out there when I am fishing. (sighs) Not every time are you going to get the best catch. But I feel like if you go far and wide enough, deep and vast, and you go where no one has really explored before, that your outcome may just be that much more special. And when I said that I was going to be the best girl in my space eight years ago, and I was going to be the best food writer. I didn't know I would end up pioneering the wellness movement for women. I had no idea actually, and I still don't know if I'm doing that. I think that I'm doing that though. <laughs> Somebody validate me. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean this is a this is a really beautiful time for us to have the courage to stop waiting for choices to make our decisions for us and start making The changes that we need. So, here's some really simple ways for you to make some changes with your life. And I'm saying these because they're things that I've done. (sighs) Number one is to pick up a book that might change your perspective. Now, throughout my career, I've read things like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell's David and Goliath, and also The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I've also read Melanie Beatty's Journey to the Heart, which is a daily devotional you might really love. And I also now I'm reading Dr. Anna Youssef's book Fulfilled, and with each of these books, I find sometimes there's a place and a space of change and different perspectives. Kintsugi Wellness, the book I wrote, will actually do the same thing for you. And I was interviewed by a magazine in the Netherlands recently. I plan on getting really fucking high and stoned out in Amsterdam soon, like for the whole time I'm out there. So get ready, guys. Um, I cannot wait. And um. I also think that it'd be really cool once I travel to all the different countries that we had the book released in, um, when I go to Poland to talk to the Polish people about the perspective that my father is a Polish American, has had on my sister and I, the impact that he's had, because... Even today after a pure bar class, a, a lovely girl named Violette came up to me and told me how much she loved my book, and she I asked her where she was from, and she's from Poland, and it made me so happy because I often talk about this Japanese perspective only in Kitsugi Wellness, but when people from around the world, like the Netherlands or Poland or Brazil or Portugal read this book. They've been writing me these love letters from all over the world saying, I can't believe how similar the perspective is. And what we realize in doing that and taking a step away from our perspective and what we think might be right is we realize that we are more similar than we are different. And so when Serena and Naomi may not see eye to eye on their situation, there might be this empathetic piece of compassion in each of their hearts for one another no matter how angry deep down inside they may have been, and they said, I've got your fucking back, girl code would say to do that. I'm not even going to get into the shitty things that have happened to me with girlfriends that just don't get girl code. But I will tell you that my friend Dana and I have this amazing saying. <laughs> we say this about certain people a lot. But we say, Oh God, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, there are either people that get it they, and they don't. And I know you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And it doesn't make you better or worse or judgmental or nothing. But some people just get each other and some people don't. Shikata ganai. In the book, Kintsugi Wellness, I talk about shoganai or shikata ganai, which translates to, it cannot be helped. Let it go. Arise from the situation, rise up, move forward. Do not look back. Keep your head up. Keep your eyes on the prize and you go fucking get that because your next chapter hasn't even been written yet. And you know who's going to write it? You are. You can make it as glorious, as simple, as beautiful, or incredible as you'd like. And so another way for you to change is to move forward from the situation. And don't look in your rearview mirror. Just go. Keep your head up high. Focus on you and do things that make you feel great. Get yourself away from the situation that's not making you feel good and make that change today. Please, I urge you to start doing the things that make you feel great, that propel you forward. Maybe it's getting your degree. Maybe it's going to enroll in school and taking that class that you wanted to get your prereqs done so you could get that degree. Maybe it's really applying to the job of your dreams or starting entry level there. Who says that you have to start at the executive levels? You can start entry. You're fine. At William Morris, you have to start in the mailroom room no matter what. It's a very popular place to start. <laughs> and there's a legacy and a story and a history behind that mailroom. room. You are entitled to nothing, and remember that along your way and your journey. There are enough humbling things that have happened to me in New York City that I don't need to disclose, but I can tell you that they've been so bad that I've hit rock bottom. You know, I found myself crying on the floor of my kitchen once, yelping in my sorrows during a breakup, just absolutely lost it. And the only thing that I had near me to listen and comfort me at that time, I remember when it was bad, was my cat, Cece. Chunky and cute and tuxedo in her all of her glory. She was one of the greatest comforts that I've ever had. And the only compa, companion that I ever needed. Sometimes you just have to find who and what is there for you as your constant. And so another thing for you to focus on to create change is to be good to the constants in your life. And I have great assistants that I'll see at my going away party, amazing agents, incredible parents, and my sister and my cat, all to be grateful for. Hand is on my heart. Treat them with kindness and grace and loyalty and love and light, and remember to listen to them as well. Another thing you really can do is try to focus on your journey versus the destination, because if you let up on yourself and know that part of this is just a roller coaster that you're going to be on for a little while, part of this is just the marathon in life, and it's a very long life. People constantly say how short life is, but life is also quite long and beautiful. And if you plan on living till you're 110, you've got a lot of good years ahead of you. Let up on yourself a little bit and enjoy. Well, you know, if you're waiting to ask me out on a date, this is the time to do it. (laughs) I keep saying I've like 10 days left here and I'm like, um... Hi guys. And all the wrong ones have asked me out. I'm like not interested, but I just I'm dying for a few of you to just ask me out on a date and I'll say yes. I'll say yes because this is the time to do it. I'm really not that intimidating you guys. I'm actually a shitload of fun. You can ask any of my ex-boyfriends. Um or not. Another lastly thing that you could do is, you know, take some time to celebrate your wins over the years and think about the dreams that you really want to pursue. And one of mine always was, like I'd like to live in Spain, I'd like to go to Brazil, I'd like to travel through Portugal and you know, I just and just have fun. And I think I'm gonna do that. I think it's time. There's a lot of people to help out there and a lot of eye candy too to check out in Spain. (laughs) So cross things off your list, leave the safe harbor and make that transition and try to focus on the journey versus the destination because sometimes that's the better part and you're going to lose sight of, what life is really about if you're so focused on the prize all the time. So while you want to keep your eyes on the prize, you also want to take a look around and smell the roses on your way to that prize. All right. So I am going to talk a little bit about uh, your burning questions. So this one is from Jackie Kirlia. J-A-C-Q-U-E-K-I-R-I-L-A. Hey, Candice, question at the bottom. Thank you for all that you do. I hope that the Today Show went so well. Your podcast has really helped me through crazy and exciting transitions in my life. Hmm, funny. Transition. I'm going to pick up my copy of Kintsugi Wellness today from the library. Oh my God, you're so cute. And I'm so excited. I just wanted to ask. You say to ignore the haters and continuously do what's best for you on your journey and help other people. What if the person who I feel isn't supporting of the journey that I'm choosing is my dad? He's been the biggest influence in my life and has taught me how to work hard and prove myself. And have been doing and pursuing those dreams for the past few years. I'm at a pivotal point to choose a safe or risky route. And learning to high risk because of the values Because of the values of this option hit home for me. My dad is trying to push me to explore other options. We butt heads all the time on that. So how do I approach him? And thank you so much for your opinion. I want to know what's the best for me approach. Sorry for the novel. Oh my gosh. Many thanks. I love everything you're doing. So keep empowering people. Love Jackie. Jackie, you do not need to apologize for writing me a long note, and a lot of you guys do it. You can write long comments anytime you want on Insta, and please tell a friend also. Wow, something just fell. (laughs) Sorry, guys, that was loud. Um, All right, Jackie, so, like, I butted heads with my parents and my sister my entire life. I very much felt like the black sheep and the outcast, and I... You have to live your life for you. You can't have your dad making decisions for your life, you know, like at some point you have to cut the OB cord off and and say, you know, mom and dad, like I'm going to go and leave the safe harbor and do my own thing. You don't even need to have the discussion with them at a certain point. I love, what I love about my parents the most is that they punt my sister and I as far as they can like a football out into the universe and they say, go fucking get it. So... I would say the same distance yourself from the decision-making process with your parents because you are an independent and you should live your life for you and not for them. Um, At the end of the day, you show them your love and respect no matter what, and you will be there for them, and you will give them all of your love and empathy and support no matter what. It is unconditional when it comes to family. But at the same time, you can take your father's advice and then you can choose to use it or to move in a different way forward. You don't have to always do what they say, especially if you're an adult. So take the good, respect and honor what they would love for you to do, advice wise, but you know, my entire life, my decisions were made completely against what they wanted me to do. They didn't want me to go to culinary school. They weren't going to pay for it. They said there was no way I'd be able to make a living off of it. And I used that as my catalyst. And continuously throughout my life, I mean, I was discouraged the entire time I was in culinary media, writing and publishing. And, you know, had I listened to any of those people, I would not be here today with you with all the books and magazines and TV shows and content and production companies and photography and and podcasts. Like none of this would have come to fruition if it wasn't for me pursuing my own goals for myself and my life's journey and calling and fulfilling that on my own. So continue to fucking go. Go fucking punt your your life and journey out there into the universe and go fucking get it because you don't need anybody holding you back not even your parents don't tell them i said that but i'm a rebel and i don't like people telling me what the fuck to do sorry hope that helped jackie okay don't be sorry about the the novel So Noelia11m asks me, how do you fight the bloat? I'm not sure what I've eaten differently lately, but I've certainly can't stop from being bloated. Most of the time, how do I get my abs back? Okay, so this is what I think the issue might be for a lot of us. Noelia, I, I mean, when I was younger, it was really easy to have abs. Like in my 20s, it was like not really a problem. When you get older, your metabolism does slow. And I find myself, you know, I think you eat a lot more when you get older. I don't know why. Maybe we're bored. (laughs) So I think the easiest thing to do is just to be mindful of how much you're consuming on a daily basis. Look at the foods that you're eating. A lot of them do cause bloating and discomfort. And definitely consult with your doctor or nutritionist. Sometimes you need enzymes to help to digest your food Um, There's a really cute uh, hum nutrition supplement called Flatter Me and it can help with the bloat and you can also try digestive enzymes to help you um, also to get rid of the bloat and then even like chewing on things like fennel seeds or um, I believe fresh mint is supposed to also work. Um, There are different herbs that really help. So do your research on fresh herbs that can help with bloating or discomfort. Remember you chewing, taking in a lot of air. If you're chewing gum, I would stop doing that as well. Um, If you're swallowing, just make sure you're not taking in a lot of air and inhaling your food when you're eating. Chew thoroughly and chew well. And also consult your physician about that too, because everything is on a case-by-case basis. Remember, I'm a wellness journalist and a chef, so I can tell you what to eat galore and how to make the best matcha banana vegan cake or matcha cookies, which are on my website. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, the bloating thing, I so relate. I feel like that happens to all of us. And uh, you can definitely also get your abs back by going to your favorite workout class early in the morning, drinking lots of water. And making sure to, you know, do some cardio in there and get your body moving. If you haven't started running or going to cardio classes, highly recommend it, especially into your 30s. Wow. Okay. So Claire Chun, actress, um, wrote a long part here. She said, beautiful as always. I've been going through some transitions. This is so weird, you guys. I seriously pull... I just screenshot what you guys write to me and I, I answer them when I do the recording. And I did not know like a lot of these are about transitions, which is what we're talking about today. Crazy. Claire did not know I was moving from New York. Um, a friend or colleague who was close to mine for about a decade thought my emotions were actually too much maintenance and they ended up breaking up with me. I lost my temper about it. Oddly in two weeks and gained a great permanent day job that's more online with my personality. Now, the only reason why I'm sharing this stuff that's so personal with you is because, A, you have such a great personal, accessible way about you. It inspires private people like me to open up. Well, thank you, Claire. Maybe I have a new uh, Oprah-like tendency inside of me. (laughs) That's all natural. I'm not really trying to be anybody. I'm not. I'm just doing me. But thanks, Claire. That is so nice of you. Maybe I get it from my mom. Um, she also said, B, we're self-made entrepreneurs. And C, your pot has really helped me through some transitions. I'm healing and trying to work it out on the bus now while working out. And I think that Claire was asking what she can do about this friend breakup so it says a friend or a colleague of mine close to a decade thought my emotions are too much maintenance and broke up with me lost my temp job but then got another great job okay so first claire i totally commend you for working through your issues um on your own and and making the acknowledgments of, of what your friend said whether it's true or not like we said earlier with Serena, Naomi, Wabi Sabi, Claire, it's never going to be perfect. I mean, I don't even know why people come to me for advice. (laughs) Because I feel like my life is so messed up. But I also feel like maybe that is why I responded so well to that. Because I also found it really cool that Naomi was Haitian and Japanese and also almost like American, but she played for Japan and so unique. We're talking about a homogeneous country that has a mixed child playing for their country in the US Open. And when you're here talking about your bravery in your transitions with your friend of 10 years, I know what that's like. You know, I have that friend group, that one girl in my friend group of 15 years decide to like not talk to me anymore. And I was like, whatever, dude, <laughs> I'm the one who texted you. And if you don't want to write me back, like, that's fine. But again, you have to say she got the ganai. It cannot be helped. You just have to let it go. No matter my hands on my heart, no matter how much it hurts, Claire. And in the interim of the temp job, moving on to another great job, just focus on the cards that you're given right now. Deck that you're handed, and know that life is a transition in itself and it always will be. You're going to know when to pull the trigger for your next move when the time is right. Sometimes you're going to have to stop paying attention to your emotions and the questions and the anxiety, and you're just going to have to listen to your heart and let it guide you to the right place. More often than not, It will get you to the right place at the right time and you will have to listen to that little voice in your gut that's saying to go and do something new, big, to change your life. The transitions are happening around you every day, all day. They forever will be and they will not go. The only constant that we have in life that is forever and sure to be around will be change. And as Darwin's theory does tell us, those who end up surviving are those who are able to adapt to change the best. Adaptation is your strategy and key. In moving your life forward through the transitions. The girl code in life would say, be cool and be chill. Stop being so dramatic and just start supporting each other. Do the right thing and be honest always. And you will not find trouble down your path. But your path will indeed be very tough. And not easy. I didn't know I was going to read you this, but I randomly have my book right next to me, and there is a passage in here that I would like to read to you. And if you have your book, I urge you to follow along and read this as well. It's one of my favorite parts of the book. And on the off chance that I don't have time to do a pod before my last days here, I want you to remember this from Kintsugi Wellness. This book is my osetai, my gift to you. I'm on page 272. When you are in need, if you are struggling or feel stuck, or you're experiencing heartache or short inspiration and light, I hope these words bring a new way of thinking or living. I hope they will create an opening for you to inspire a new start where you embrace yourself and the unique story that has made you who you are. And as I said at the beginning of each of these practices, it is just that, a practice. They will help you continuously, and you will improve every day. But you're going to have to keep doing the work. These principles will serve you as golden repair during each and every part of your life. Following the concept of Kaizen, may you strive to always be better, but perfection will never really be found. If you find yourself chasing perfection, I urge you to tuck that feeling away and stay the course. Remember the principle of gambate. Always do your best, but remember that your best is good enough. Not only will perfection be impossible, imperfection is beautiful. End of itself. Remember the philosophy of wabi-sabi, and look for beauty in unexpected places. (sighs) Imperfection is the natural order of things, the fleeting nature of autumn, the changing color of the leaves, and yes, the flaws in every human being. If you find yourself to be in a tough spot, but you cannot do anything to change it, shikata Don't torture yourself over what you can't help. Stop and breathe and let it go. When you need someone to help pick you up, look to your yuimaru, those who make you feel good and those who have your best interests at heart those who love you just as you are. Be at peace with where you are on your journey. Practice kancha and have gratitude for everything in your life, for the people, the experiences, and for the opportunities. Be grateful. Take good care of yourself with proper self-care. And you'll be better able to practice gaman with great resilience. Above all else, see your life through the metaphor of Kintsugi. Each and every one of us has times where we have felt broken, and I need you to trust that your cracks will mend and make you even stronger than before. See these golden seams as the beautiful reminders of a life lived. Heal your own way. Move forward in your own time. And celebrate how everything that you've ever experienced has brought you to this moment in your story. You'll get to go where you want to go. But in the meantime, trust that you're exactly where you are meant to be. I wish you all the very best. Kiyo ne. It's so funny and ironic that that was my sign-off letter in kintsugi wellness and it is exactly what I needed to hear right now before I embark on my next chapter in life. It was the end of my last book here and what might be the last book that I write in New York City. So dope. Who the fuck is this girl? I have no idea. But I know that each of you has the potential and the greatness in you to do exactly what you want to do in this lifetime, and you are going to make it happen. Have a great week. I love you, and have an awesome, awesome transitional life, because you've only got one to live. And it's so dark in here, I cannot find the record button. <laughs> okay. Peace out. Have a great week, guys. Love you.